0: You for joining us today on the the Leadership Cafe, where we talk with extraordinary people who are leading remarkable businesses, uh, and we're your hosts. I'm Michael Couch,
1: and I'm Richard Citron, and it's great to be with you today. You know, in times of change like we're all experiencing, it's important to turn to some of our finest leaders and find out how they are directing their businesses, creating their businesses in some way, and contributing to their communities to make things run a little bit better during these challenging times. And what we're seeing among our best clients is that they're pivoting quickly to address the needs of their organizations and customers. They're reaching out and connecting to stakeholders in new ways. And they're acknowledging and appreciating the jobs being done by frontline workers and taking actions to help out their communities to deal with what has been a very challenging 2020.
0: Right. Yeah. And before we uh, dive in to meet our guest uh, uh, today, uh, we want to make sure we thank our sponsor, Vaco, who is uh, a talent solutions company, and uh, we appreciate their support and uh, and uh, and sponsorship of the podcast. Well, I'm very excited about uh, our next guest uh, uh, is uh, uh, who's uh, in a business that that's very different. So we've been we've been. Um, uh, had have folks on the podcast from manufacturing, from healthcare from the financials, from uh, you know, we're even talking with a, a, a chief from the Seneca Nation, I think uh, tomorrow, something very different. But uh, t- today uh, this afternoon we're, we, uh, we have a, a young gentleman who is the CEO of, uh, of a, an eSports company. And uh, we'd like to introduce and welcome Seth Mason.
2: Hey yeah. Seth,
1: Thanks for joining us.
2: Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you for having me on.
0: Yeah, so, and I I forgot to mention, beyond uh, the uh, eSports company, uh, there's also Seth's Socks, which we'll we'll (laughs) want to touch in on, which, uh, which, you know, what you started at the ripe old age of, uh, how old was that, Seth?
2: I started 15 my sophomore year in high school.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. We'll be excited to learn. So, yeah, that's. Uh, I think it'd be great if we could start off learning a little bit more about you and your background, and then also about uh, about the, all the businesses you've got rolling right now.
2: Yeah. So my name is Seth Mason. I'm 22 years old. I'm currently living in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. I really started my entrepreneurial path and business really knowledge from my parents working in their small business at the age of 10 years old. Uh, they had a screen printing embroidery. Uh, company uh, so right after school I'd run home and you know i'd run home and, and get the t-shirts from the press and i'd you know organize them box them up for the customers right before they would uh you know come home so i was always doing that literally at the age of 10 years old running home and, and doing the same thing my mom picked me up and we would go right into the office and work and then even the off days i would remember tell my mom like hey i want a day off from school or hey i'm feeling sick you know the the overall you trying to get a day out of school day off school and she'd say <laughs> okay that's fine but uh, you're gonna have to come help build trophies for me so i remember multiple times i'd go off school, I'd be able to sleep in till like nine or ten. My mom would wake me up. She'd say, let's go down, let's go uh, let's go work at the office. And I'd be literally building trophies and her customers would be coming in saying, Oh, I see what you're doing here. You're your day off school and you're putting them to work. So yeah. Uh, you know, I was always just go, build up yeah built up that community and that environment where, you know, a small business, especially in America, it's every day, seven days a week, you have to keep it going because you're living off that. And um, even my dad took really my, my mom's business was taking off. So I saw my dad take his first risk really big. He worked for the state uh, for well over 12 years. I believe uh, I was getting really good money and had upper management at uh, PennDOT. dot so and then he left that all behind to take the risk and help build my mom's business. So uh, I really grew up with like taking risk and, and seeing the rewards as well and the hard work. So uh, I was really built up on that and then when I was 15, started my own sock company. Uh, literally uh, it was yeah Christmas. I asked my dad, "Hey, can you give me a pair of these socks? They are forty dollars at the time." Uh, he's like, "No, why would I ever spend forty dollars on a pair of socks?" And I then I you know walked over to my mom and I was like, "Hey, mom, please, I, you know, I really want these." And she said, "Yeah." So still to this day, I tell my dad he shut down the idea from the beginning of uh, you know the customized socks. I still tease them and, and my mom's helped support it. So, uh, but again, my parents had that the the, uh, excuse me, machines. So we were able to uh, you know start experimenting with the socks and get it going. Uh. I used my my dad used to sell sporting goods back in the early 2000s, so I was able to use his account, uh, and I sold the first pair of socks for $55 online. So that's when my parents knew, like, oh crap, he is actually in. onto something <laughs> here. So yeah, uh, you know, they so were looking to really, you know, start getting everything going.
1: So Seth, you you bought socks and then you you logoed them, you customized them, correct? A, yeah, manufacturing your own socks.
2: Yeah, I was using Nike Elite at the time, so Nike obviously has the brand. I was buying. Dealer, and I was customizing, so they were white, and I was printing on them, making them custom and everything else. So yeah, I used already a brand that was out there, and then resold them similar to like what uh you know schools use for like Nike gear or whatever they put their own logos on. Same thing that was used in their socks. Point where the market, like I said, was at forty, and uh my parents' nice strategy was really about okay, let's capture the market and sell more volume, lower the profits. Our profits margin is still good, but let's let's undercut this market because there's a lot of money to be made, and we literally. The market started to adjust. I remember getting emails from all the competitors saying, what are you doing? You're ruining the market, the prices. And we all all while we were just getting the whole market, the whole market was coming towards us. Low price, high quality. Uh, we were very quick with it to the point where I'd come home after day after school and I'd have to print shipping labels on Amazon because it was crazy to the point where we were selling like 40, 50 a day. And on Christmas time, it was to the point where it was getting out of hand where I'd work seven days a week uh, on my Christmas break. I'd get up around 9 a.m. I'd print until the post office closed around 5. I'd take a little break, you know, play games, get my mind off work, and then I'd go back to work around 10. I'd print all the way up until, like, 3, 4 a.m. So I was constantly, and this is just to keep up. If I didn't do this, we'd have been swamped with orders, and it, it was it a was big, like, two big uh, uh, post office bag So I was a lot of hard work. It was, like, uh, double press, so, like, there was no time to just like stand around so as you're printing the next one's coming up so it's like constant movement back and forth uh, for like eight hours straight so uh, you know really the the physical toll wasn't a big thing but that's when I really learned to be mental st- mentally strong and, and really develop that uh, mentality of you know pushing through things and, and stuff doesn't always go your way and you kind of have to you know keep going and you, you know get to you then you're never gonna accomplish any of your goals so uh, again I learned that at the age 16 17 18 years old where uh, a lot of people my age uh, probably think the opposite. I know I have a lot of friends that are like, wow, you know, how do you get through this thing? Or even just like the past couple of weeks where the we live stream go down, they're like, Seth, you know, the whole stream crashed and you come downstairs and you're like perfectly fine. You're content. Like, I'd be yeah. <laughs> just like, you know, this is a small thing compared to, you know, what I've been experiencing. So I sure. uh, don't let the little stuff go, especially as a leader. You don't want sh- to really get to you and, and stuff like that. So
0: great. Great. Yeah, so and and you know, so the, you went from that. You started the esports business, and and then stuff like COVID hits. Uh, what did what did that mean for 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 both Seth Socks and the esports company? Hey,
1: hey but before you go there, you yeah. know, there's probably some listeners who don't know what esports is. Oh, okay. So maybe you should uh, kind of uh, give a little bit of a background about esports because it hasn't been around that long, and. And you'll probably, if you're over 35, you have no idea what esports.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, so esports is competitive video games. So there's multiple esports out there, uh, ranging from you know NBA games where they're actually playing virtual basketball against each other, and uh, you know from Fortnite, which is one of the biggest games really you know on the on Earth right now, and it's still booming and it's it just raised I think over a hundred million or five hundred million dollars. So they're still continuing to grow and raising capital. So esports has really started to take off, really in the past two years, and now with COVID and where everyone has to social distance or stay inside. Video games is really starting to take off and in the viewership, especially on Twitch, which is a live streaming platform where you can play video games and people watch you and they can subscribe and and donate. Uh, We've seen people like Ninja, which is one of the really face of eSports, to the point where he signed a $30 million contract with Mixer, which is owned by Microsoft, a streaming platform, and you got paid $30 million guaranteed just to go to their platform. This is football, NFL player money, NBA money, so uh, sports is Try to take off and code and for esports has really helped uh really me transition to the previous company I was working for, uh, into this new one, new age of what I wanna do with what I'm doing right now. So the uh, COVID, you know, it's kind of really helped me with on the esports side, and same even with the sock side, where I can focus in on uh, really strategizing how I want to take on the next steps and making sure I have uh, plans ahead just in case something like this would happen again. Uh, I'm better prepared, and uh, I've, I was uh, listening to Mark Cuban talk about you know COVID and how all these businesses are going to start up from COVID. You're going to see the next you know $100 million 500 hundred million dollar business pop up because of COVID. and I think it's true because uh, it's really helped me. Uh, it's kind of take some time, refocus on what I want to do and then you know, take these next steps with the the support company that I started here. So uh I, I feel like COVID, I know it's, it's a it's been a bad thing for a lot of people in America, but uh you know, you can always find positives and negative times and that's why I've really tried to, you know, do my best in, in trying to provide that. And uh, that's really why I started the e support company all about. Uh, giving back and providing opportunities to you know the students that are involved with us and, and also like we have people from the age of 13 all the way up until the age of 35 playing games and competing on these different teams so um we're really impacting them and showing the the community because community is really what connects all of us and and keeps us together and and fight through these hard times because you never want to do anything like this alone if you have people there to help you and support you and and want to make you grow and and that's what we really provide and that's why it's working so well uh with us with especially with the esports company so
0: sure. Well, and, they, and when, when the uh, the things that you're saying uh, really uh, ring true across a number of the CEOs that we've talked to, that is that g- there's something good that can come out of this. It's, it is tough, uh, but it's also a time to refocus, uh, re-strategize, I think we've heard, also a time to innovate. Uh, and then I think companies that weren't as innovative are finding that they can be more innovative. They can move quicker than they thought they could. Uh, even for an innovative business like yours, have you seen some of the same things?
2: Yeah, I mean, just like never being really comfortable as well. Like you said, there's some of those businesses, they started get comfortable a little bit. They didn't feel like they had to innovate or you know continue pushing forward. But now you see something like a pandemic where it makes you realize, like, wow, okay, our business model needs to expand, needs to continue to grow, and and uh, continue to change really to the times that we're living in. Because now in 2020, technology is advancing very quickly. Uh, and this before you know talking for the podcast you know, about the curriculum and everything going on around us. Uh, and how that's making really everything adapt online courses now with colleges and high schools. Uh, so we're starting to see this new world. I would say after this COVID stuff, hopefully, is controlled and and passing over. But uh, you know, just just doing those those different things and innovating, I feel like, is the key to really any successful business. Is never being complacent and content, push forward and and, uh, and coming up with new ideas is is where you grow and uh, and become different to differentiate yourself uh, from the pack as well.
1: Seth, how important is it for you to be listening to your customers? Have you gotten you know ideas from them? I mean, obviously, uh, you're dealing with a tech-savvy group. These are folks who, you know, if one platform's not working right, then you're gonna there's there's no loyalty, I assume, unless you sign that big thirty million dollar contract. Uh, are your customers telling you, giving you leads, or are you just kind of uh, scoping out the environment and figuring out what uh, what the best direction is to take?
2: Yeah, so the best part about our community is we have over 1,600 players uh, from not only across state Pennsylvania, but across the country. They're giving us feedback. On uh, input. And that's what I really tell them. We actually have one on one interview meetings uh, before they yeah. even sign on to a team. They talk to me. So we talk. I literally get to know them and, and understand who they are, where they're coming from, and also take their feedback and opinions like, okay, why are you here? You know, what brought you to this point? And what do you see esports doing in the future? And, and any ideas they may have? And it's literally like every day I wake up with 10 messages and 10 different ideas and yeah. feedback <laughs> and all this different stuff. So, uh, and that's literally every single day, seven days a week I'm getting uh, messages. And I love talking to people. I love getting to know people and, and understanding because it helps me better my business and what I'm doing and, and giving them uh, these different opportunities and experience uh, in eSports to help build them up. Not only for playing games, but outside of life and you know, I've seen a lot of people as well coming into the community very uh, timid and shy and, and all of a sudden eSports is kind of that connection and the common ground where now they're starting to build social skills and really you know, starting to lead meetings now and become general. So uh, what I'm doing is like really positively impacting me because I'm look I'm taking a step back and saying, wow, this is like really working. There's a reason why this is really growing as well, very quickly. Uh, it's because I'm helping people get better and better themselves and, and meet new people and and uh, you know continue on with whatever you know whatever they may be. So uh, yeah, I feel like that's the best thing that I'm doing so far.
0: Excellent. Uh, could you mention uh, uh, you and I talked to the podcast about the great doing student- or kill them uh, and uh, and with schools.
2: Yeah, that's so very intriguing. Especially at the high school level, we're really focusing on uh, the learning and applying, you know, to a business like ourselves. So we actually have four-level operating social media pages for our franchises, and they're learning how to build a, a seven-day content calendar and a 30-day uh, marketing on certain social media platforms at what time and, and how to run social media ads on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and how to target these different people for to sell your goods or services or uh, – what's going on right now they've been doing it for about three weeks they're really enjoying it they're having fun they want more they want another franchise and again they're learning this at a high school level where they can instantly apply this to what we're doing here but other businesses as well restaurants that may need some social media help and website building they can instantly take this certification in these classes and get this knowledge at the high school level and then take it and start making money and start making a living offense an agency and whatever they want to do so uh, it's all hands on they all learn uh, together in a team they understand what it's like to be in a company and and relying on other people as well as uh, the graphic designers are working with and the video editors to edit those montages and those clips to whatever they want to post Uh, so they really understand the team the team bonding and the team building and understand that it's not just one person that makes everything run it takes a team uh, for anything, not only in, in business and not even in eSports, but in life. It takes a team. If you want to get anywhere from point A to point B, you're going to need a support structure and people to help you get to that. Because uh, I've never, like, this goes for everything in eSports. Like Ninja, the biggest of the biggest uh, people. He didn't do it himself. He has you know his wife helped become his manager. Uh, his family support them from the beginning. So uh, that's what we really want to make these. It's just not you doing all this. Uh, I understand there's a whole team behind it because there's a lot of people that are huh. uh, thinking that it's just one person, you know, doing everything, so.
1: So you know, Seth, in a fast-moving business like yours, do you have a business strategy, or is it more the case of you know I've got ten emails on my Outlook this morning, let me see where the best opportunities are?
2: Yeah, so we're really focusing at the high school level currently, and also at the amateur level, we're kind. Of- College to figure itself out because it's still a little shady gray area, especially for esports right now. So actually, just uh, this this morning, on email from one of our local high schools here, they're interested in getting a program. So I'm building on my whole land center with PCs and all the gaming equipment for them to start competing in the league here in October. Uh, Hope that curriculum around it. So in the fall, winter, they're going to be starting their league and getting the players uh, started competing. And then in the springtime, they're gonna really focus in on, okay, they're in this program. How can we start getting the broadcasting and the journalism students involved? How do we get the social media and marketing team? Involved and how do we get you know the graphic designers and the artists involved? So not only will these schools be getting an esports program and they're just playing games. No, it's going to be more so about the curriculum that's going to follow with us here at the esport company, where these students now will be involved in a big team at their school. Where now you're going to have school versus school marketing plans and marketing strategies, and they're going to be going after each other and and seeing who has the best team at the schools because the graphic designers and the art art students are going to work together and get made and graphics made for this week's matches Then the social media managers are going to take those graphics they're going to develop that seven-day content calendar making sure the community um, people that support their schools know what's going on and not only for esports but for other activities throughout the school year uh, and then the production and the management and the broadcasters are going to actually broadcast those live matches and talk about it and do pre-game shows and wow. player interviews and then after the games are over then the journalism students are going to take all that all the scores stats highlights write articles and blog posts about it and what the, what's going on at the school and this player and that player and and everything else, so I'm really excited for that. That's something that's never been done before, and it's, again, it's all it. about applying that real experience so these students can take it. They can immediately get that satisfaction if it. it's on the website. They see it, they see their name on it, people are reading it, people are watching it, interacting, and, and that's what I feel like our curriculum currently uh, in our school system is is really lacking, is, is that immediate satisfaction uh, for our students and showing them that this actually can apply right away. Uh, so I feel like that's, that's what's uh, really excited for at the high school then- level.
0: And what an amazing way to build the industry at the same time. I mean, build the build that that you know to have that core group of people who can who can help uh, create a whole new uh, a whole new industry for the us. and out, outside.
1: So, yep. you know so Seth, I want to ask you, you know so I, I don't know if you feel like you were born an entrepreneur or you know kind of your upbringing with your parents, uh, their business kind of uh, taught you how to be an entrepreneur. Uh, but i I guess I wonder about that what what you think about. Entrepreneurship as being and leaderful entrepreneurship as being something that kind of hardwired. Or do you think? Do you see yourself as passing this on to these high school students that they're kind of learning some entrepreneurship
2: as well as business skills? exactly it's all about understanding so i want to give all the students that's in our curriculum this idea that we are like a small business family-owned business and they're i'm very transparent with all the, the kids and the and the people that get involved with our, with our company. so yes it's all about te- teaching them at a younger age that this is possible you don't have to work a nine-to-five job uh to make ends meet you can do your own thing and make schedule and and literally everything's being computer-based now where you can literally sit at a desk uh, like myself right now and make money on for things for different companies and businesses out there because they are our small businesses are looking for that, especially the older generation. They don't understand social media ads and all these different things, foreign language basically to them. So these students have an opportunity right now to get involved and, and kind of build it. But I would say, you know, even my high school level, I was very shy and timid still. So, I, you know, even my family members say, like, you're talking to this guy, you're talking to this. like." We never even envisioned you doing these different things that you're <laughs> doing right now. But, uh, you know, it's just kind of those things that I built on. I, I really, the biggest thing was I didn't really care what other people thought about me. That's what now living in the digital age where there's Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and everybody knows everything about everyone or they try to think they do. Uh, right now, I, I barely post on anything on socials. I kind of just hone in on what I'm doing and, and making sure myself's happy before I you know, try to impress other people. Because if you're trying to do these certain things just to impress other people, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. I'm doing right. what I'm doing right, right now to help other people. And that's why we're gaining so much traction and success because people see that. Wow, he's not doing it just for himself or for his ego. He's doing it for other people to make themselves better. Uh, so that's why I feel like it, it can be taught for sure, but you kind of have to make sure everyone's comfortable in that situation where they minded approach where they have to go to high school and then to college and you get to work nine to five. Like, I can never, env- here's the thing I can never envision myself working on an office nine to five. I could never picture it. I was going to school for accounting finance. I was like, but I can't picture myself working. But now I can picture what I'm doing right now every day. Like I vision this. I envision meetings and, and talking to you guys on a podcast. I thought this through and that's what I tell all the high schools I talk to as well as I travel around uh, Pennsylvania about you know my story and what I've been able to do is just try to inspire them to think outside the box and and not care what other think other people think about it about you. Because if you do go down that path, it's kind of a slippery slope of trying to constantly impress other people. It just it's not good for your health. Uh, I've, I've kind of dealt with that. And I've learned that at a young age. So uh, now I'm really starting to focus on the next steps of what I want to do. and. And just hearing the stories from some of the, the high school students as well and what they want to be. And they're saying, yeah. you know, Seth, this is helping yeah. me, you know, what, and running the social media calendar. You don't understand how much like this is helping me and get, getting, breaking me out of my shell and talking to these different people and, and meeting people. So those stories are really like what keeps me going and, and, and keeps me going seven days a week doing this uh, because it is fun. But uh, knowing that I'm positively impacting people's lives is, is makes really what I'm doing uh, successful. So.
0: Yeah, that's that's a, the, the, the key points you're making are, are part of the theme that we've uh, we we've been building here, too, is that uh, you got to have a greater good. You know, you, if you're just doing it to, to pound your chest or me, 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 like you were saying, that's not going to be sustainable. And uh, so that's a great message. And and the best way to to learn these key skills is to do them. And uh, that's it. It's immediately confidence building, and it's the best way of developing. And then your whole approach uh, with sort of the action-based learning that you're laying out for the high school curriculum is right on. You know, I think that's going to make make all the difference in the world for somebody finding a niche and being able to do something with it yeah, right that, away.
1: Reading about something, they're doing it. That's always kind of learning is so much more powerful.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So, Seth, if uh, the, the listeners want to get in touch with you uh, for uh, I think there's two things. There's one is sponsorship. Uh, and we know of some clients who would be very interested in the folks that you attract. And then second would be um, uh, if schools that uh, we have some client schools that I think would be interested in another school. Uh, a professional leader would like to get in touch with you. How, what's the best way to do in that?
2: Um on our social media, it's the Esport Company uh on socials okay. and then my email Seth at the Esport Company. No S there at the end, just the theesportcompany.com is my email. Um on LinkedIn. Uh you can find me, just type in Seth Mason, Seth socks anything you could uh try to find uh you're find all over you're all yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. Try <laughs> to try to be so.
1: Well, Seth Mason, we want to thank you for joining us today. This has been an incredible conversation and congratulations to you for all of your success. And we're gonna I'm going to be following your career. I think Michael will be doing yeah. that as well. And and uh, great to hear what you've been doing to uh, uh, to give back to your community and to make a make such a, a important contribution. We want to thank you uh, as for being a guest. We want to send you a copy of our book, Strategy Driven Leadership. So we'll be getting that into mail into the mail for you as well. Uh, we want to thank our sponsor, Vaco, again for helping us make the Leadership Cafe such an amazing place to meet. Uh, terrific young people like Seth Mason. So, uh, and 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 again, we're probably going to have you on again down the road. Seth, yeah. to hear, hear about Seth's shoes or something. I don't know <laughs> what'll be next. So, I remember you can hear. You can pick up this podcast wherever you listen to find podcasts, and and on our YouTube channel as well. Michael's website, uh, mcassociatesinc.com, and mine, Citrin Consulting, as well as the Vaco.com website. And I'm Richard Citrin, and and uh, i'm joined by
0: michael couch and uh we uh, really appreciate uh, seth very exciting very interesting story and uh, we will be following you and uh we want to thank our listeners and we look forward to connecting with everybody on the next uh leadership cafe podcast
2: thank you for your time appreciate it
0: thanks seth.